You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Timothy Smith. We're broadcasting this morning from Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich, South Dakota, heart of the Real Presence Radio Listening Network, and we're celebrating the glory of God lived and followed in His Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. And we're so grateful this morning uh, to continue to celebrate uh, the goodness of Christ and all He does for us each day as we seek to follow Him as missionary disciples. Uh, This morning I'm joined by an author, a priest, uh, a theologian, who is at the service of the church and the service of God, uh, Father Jeffrey Kirby. Thank you for joining us this morning on Real Presence Live. Thank you, Father. It's good to be on the show. And let our listeners, you know, we're, we're here broadcasting in our regional Catholic network in Minnesota, South Dakota, North Dakota, and, and all parts unknown online. Uh, Father Kirby, tell us who you are and uh, what, you, what you've been doing in your life as a priest. Yeah, so currently I'm the pastor of Our Lady of Grace Parish in Indiana, South Carolina. That's actually one of our country's newest parishes. So we're about five years old. So a new parish uh, on the South Carolina side of Charlotte, North Carolina. And we're a, a vibrant parish that are very, is very much trying to live the new evangelization, the Eucharistic evangelization of the Church. In addition, I'm a moral theologian, so I write various articles or books and areas of either spirituality or moral questions or questions of discipleship in terms of, of how we live that out in the midst of our, our everyday lives. And I also teach as an adjunct professor over Belmont Abbey College. So Belmont Abbey College is in Charlotte. It's a college associated with, with Belmont Abbey with the Benedict amongst there. So uh, it's a pleasure and a blessing to be a part of, of that mission as well. Well, thank you, Father Kirby. And again, it's a privilege to speak to another Southerner today as I speak to you from South Dakota. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm well aware I have my own particular accent wherever I travel around the country. So, uh, Father Kirby, recently uh, through Tan Publishers, which is a, an esteemed Catholic book publisher um, throughout this last, even uh, 20th century, you released a book entitled A Manual for Suffering. What inspired you to write this new book? Yeah, so this, this book, actually like uh, most of, of my recent books, is born from a lot of pastoral experience. So I say it comes right from, from the trenches of, of the Church in the midst of society, uh, from the struggles of the faithful. So this book is, is really an extension and enhancement of, of a series of, of teachings and homilies I gave during the pandemic when a lot of people were asking really good questions. Why does evil happen? How does an all-powerful, all-good God permit evil? Why do good people suffer? Uh, okay, well, you know, I can understand why moral sufferings are, are from human freedom, but, you know, where do pandemics come from, or earthquakes or tornadoes, these natural evils that we see? And all these great questions that came to the forefront, and God is providing an answer to all mm. of these. And the Church holds these answers and, and teaches these answers. And regrettably, we've kind of forgotten them forgotten about the role of providence or God's permissive will or, or redemptive suffering. That's a huge part of our theology mm. as Catholic Christians, and, and so much of this has been forgotten. So really during the pandemic, uh, it came to the forefront pastorally. Afterwards, I thought there, there's probably a lot of content here that can be helpful to other believers uh, beyond my parish. 
So that led to, to this manual. Well, it's a beautiful uh, help, and particularly for pastors or those who work in pastoral ministry in the church, not only priests, but there are also uh, sisters, there are laymen and women who do pastoral outreach in parishes, and they walk together with the priest and, and with the clergy, hand in hand with people who are going through sometimes suffering that afflicts them for years throughout their life and their own relationship with God. And so how do we understand the experience of suffering in light of the gospel, in light of Jesus' own particular teaching, but even the church's teaching um, in many wonderful papal encyclicals and other uh, church documents that guide us into suffering with Christ and, and making that part of how God's redemptive work is done in our own life. I think of the writings of John Paul II, which I'm confident you incorporated into your book, The Manual for Suffering. So get to the heart of the question and kind of one of those main crux questions for many people in the life of faith. Father Kirby, if God is so all-powerful, so all-good, so all-loving, so omnipotent, why is there suffering that we experience in human life? Yes, that's a great question, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to give the full answer in, 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 in almost bullet-point uh, fashion. Uh, in order for us to answer that question, we have to go to the very beginning of creation and realize the world that God wanted for us. You see, we forget that the world that we live in now is the world that we have created from sin. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes we think this is the norm. So this must be what God wants, this must be where we're supposed to be, and so on. We can forget to know God actually had an entirely different vision, different um, plan in terms of our first inheritance. At the beginning of time, we know that God gave our first parents a sanctifying grace, His life, His very presence within them. He also gave them powerful gifts to our human nature called the preternatural gifts. And, and, and the, the theological terms are necessarily important, but the reality for people to understand that when God created the human family, he created our first parents, he gave them great gifts, such as infused knowledge. So we didn't have to worry about learning or remembering things. Our, our, our passions, our lower natures, obeyed our reason, our higher natures. And, of course, our bodies shared in the immortality of our souls. We were never supposed to get sick, and we were never supposed to die. And the, all of material creation held a union with us. So they share the fate, rise or fall with us. And so that's the world that God wanted for us. So when someone dies and someone says that they're crying and they're upset and this isn't right, this isn't right, uh, they're, they're, they're speaking something from the, the, the depth of, of our human existence that this is not right. And, and, and they're spot on because we were never meant to die, right? So, so I think we have to start with that and realize that's the world God wanted for us. What happened, of course, is sin. So sin came in into the human family. We know that it, it caused chaos in our human nature. The material world fell with us. That's why we have natural disasters, because the material created world has fallen. And that's why we see so much um, moral evil in terms of human freedom, because we're fallen. But then the Lord comes, and He brings us redemption. He restores us to sanctifying grace. That's the greatest gift of all, God's presence among us. But He does not heal fully the consequences of our original fall because he invites us to come follow him. Mm. And the path of our salvation is carrying the cross with him through the consequences of sin in this life and to cooperate with his grace. So in many respects, we can say 
that the sufferings and the fallenness of this world is in many respects a test, an opportunity for us to show that we truly do love the Lord and we will follow Him. What a great encouragement for us to, you know, really experience not only the mystery of human suffering, but that invitation to grow deeper in our understanding of of salvation history and, and, and how salvation is wrought in our own souls and our, in our own journey as followers of Christ. Um, you know, Father, sometimes people can be intimidated by reading theological books. So we're speaking to our broader audience here. Many of them have different backgrounds. Sometimes I may make a book or something for spiritual reading available to members of my parish, and a few people are intimidated. They may say, Father, that's a little too deep for me. Or, or, and I, I always want to challenge people to say, you can go there and, and pray, for, pray for, for understanding before you, you set out. Some of the great saints who were barely, barely literate, um, but God gave them, through his grace, the ability to understand very immense works of spiritual theology or, or church teaching. So I always want to encourage people, do not do not ever be intimidated by reading a book. Father, who did you write this book for? Yes, I, I wrote this book, this uh, manual, for uh, the average believer. Mm-hmm. So uh, I agree with you, Father, that sometimes we have to you know, gently push the faithful to you know, give that extra time to, to, to know our theology, uh, to understand uh, the teachings of, of the Church, to see the fullness of salvation history, and concurrently, what I always try to do is present things in as casual or easy-to-read or understand uh, approach as possible. So, you know, if I can take something and, and break it down, I'm going to break it down. <laughs> and, and I'm going to try to provide examples, right? I, I know when I'm learning something, I love examples, right? So, so yeah, okay, I think I understand what you're saying, like, can you, you know, Display it. Give me an example. Show show me how this works or, or, mm-hmm. or what this looks like. You know, so so I tried to do that in the manual. I gave pastoral stories, uh, develop points. If but if a term's presented that might be a little challenging, like preternatural gifts, I break that down and explain what this is and you know like why this is important and 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 why we have this special word in theology at times. So so I definitely run into the average person. I, I don't want to overwhelm anyone. I want them to be able to pick up this manual and say, you know, okay, here are the answers. Like, I know I'm a child of God. I'm not an orphan. I, I know he must have given answers to these questions, right? And, and hopefully this manual we can find the richness of those answers that God has given to us. Well, that's a great, great incitement to... Um, be excited, and when I speak with an author like yourself, uh, Father Kirby, who has a credential um, in, in theology and in understanding, it makes me excited. It wants my imagination, um, which is part of who God created us, part of our, our inspiration or even our interest, our curiosity to know and to understand. That comes to us by our God who created all things and implanted in us that desire to know um, because he's the fulfillment of all that desire. And so, of course, uh, you know, encouraging our listeners to, you know, get this book, A Manual for Suffering, is not only going to aid them in their spiritual walk, but it's also going to quench that desire to know about how God has created things and permitted or allowed things, sin, as you mentioned, uh, the real culprit for why we experience suffering in this life, 
um, to affl- afflict us in such a way. Father Kirby, we're going to take a short break here on Real Presence Live, and when we come back, we're going to dive deeper into the book, A Manual for Suffering, published by Tan Publishers, and also at the end, let our listeners know where they can find this great Catholic book. That's all coming up next right here on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, my name is Father Timothy Lang from the Diocese of Duluth. I just want to say a few words today about confession, and so often we're afraid to go and return to this beautiful sacrament of healing. A couple of things that we often hear a lot are somebody who's afraid to go because it's the priest might remember their sins. And, you know, having heard over 3,000 confessions in just two and a half years, I can guarantee it's really hard to remember somebody's sins. We have a hard enough time remembering our own sins to bring them to our own confession when we go. And remember, too, if the priest ever does remember your sins, he can never, ever say anything about it. So be at ease. Don't be afraid to come to the sacrament. Another one of the things that's often a fear that's in our heart is that we're might be embarrassed to say what we've done. And while it's true that sometimes what we've done is embarrassing or, or shameful, trust me, the priest has heard it all, and he won't ever think less of you by what you say in the confessional. This is Juliana Harms from Holy Spirit in Fargo. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these planned gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith from Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich, South Dakota. And this morning, we're grateful to be joined by Father Jeffrey Kirby, theologian, parish priest, and author of the new book, Manual for Suffering, published by Tan Books, and you can always access all their great offerings at tanbooks.com. But we're going to talk more about the Manual for Suffering with Father Kirby, the author. Um, Father, what do you hope the readers to take away from the book that you've written on suffering and and the information you've you've brought together here for the members of the Church? Yeah, so similar to, as you're talking about that, the first segment is to really understand the invitation of the Lord to to walk with Him, to be with Him, which includes our willingness to suffer uh, with and for Him. So to truly carry the cross, uh, you know, again, in our theology we have this term, uh, redemptive suffering. So to really understand redemptive suffering, that 
you know, whatever suffering we're undergoing, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, all the above, that the sufferings we have, that that hardness, that uh, the heaviness, that, that darkness, that, that does not have to have the last word. We can take that, unite that with the sufferings of Christ, and actually allow great good to be brought forth from our suffering. So I hope that the listeners can, can see in this manual, the teaching of the Church, just the depth and the richness of, of our theology of, of redemptive suffering. Well, and that's so incredible, and I, I really hear in your own uh, enthusiasm, Father Kirby, how that is born out of your own pastoral experience. In my own life as a parish priest, uh, regularly you walk with someone who is experiencing a chronic illness or sometimes an illness with a terminal diagnosis. How does that person um, grow to understand redemptive suffering, this beautiful teaching in the life of the Church, and their faith, rather during these times, which could be temptations for despair, grow in a deeper experience and relationship with Christ. Recently, a member of my parish um, had a very significant struggle with, with a cancer diagnosis. It in, really included caring, really walking and going to the cross with Christ. And I was so moved by the holiness of this man um, you don't have to be, uh, you know, steeped deeply in theology. Very, uh, his faith was rich, and the quality of his character was immense. And the way in which he united his sufferings to Jesus on the cross was holy. And so, uh, in celebrating his funeral mass with his family in attendance, there was a great odor of sanctity because of the way in which God purified him and made his soul ready for heaven through this suffering. And it was a perfect example to me on how following this suffering path of redemption is available to any person. You don't need to have credentials in you know, moral theology or, or, or systematic theology to really comprehend this. You can be uh, as simple as a farmer or a rancher, and you just have to have a soul and, and have belief in Christ, and this is possible for you. So what are some of the components that readers are going to find in this manual to help them really form their intellect as they follow the cross? Um, and in Jesus, you know, really embracing that cross and growing in that understanding. You know, how, how do you have the book broken down? Yes, yes. So, so first of all, you know, hearing um, the pastoral story you just shared, I'm I'm reminded of the quote by St. Teresa of Avila, who, who wrote, you know, in life, we either embrace the cross or we are dragged by it. Mm. So, in a fallen world, there's going to be a cross. So, in terms of the breakdown of the manual, the whole first part is just the explanation of redemptive suffering. So, the biblical teaching, the teachings of the Church, in terms of what it means to suffer with and for Christ. And then the second part... Uh, in reference to this quote from St. Teresa of Avila, the second part of the manual has a lot of quotes from the scriptures, uh, saints, uh, holy men and women, magisterial teaching. You mentioned Pope St. John Paul II. Uh, he's definitely there, had a great insight into suffering that we definitely can all benefit from. So the second part of the manual is kind of like a, a resource or treasury chest of, of wisdom and, and insight from holy ones, and then a lot of the leanings and litanies and prayers from our tradition. So, you know, it's easy to tell people, 
you know, about redemptive suffering, or we have to suffer with the Lord. But, you know, if we do that, we don't just leave them with no resources. So the second part of the manual are a vast collection of spiritual resources uh, from the Church. So, again, beautiful novenas to saints, or litanies to the Lord or Our Lady or other saints, and, and you know, prayers that many of the faithful may not have ever seen before. Mm. Because, you know, when we talk about suffering, it's all over. Right? It's, it's, it's all across the board. So it can be a parent who's grieving the abandonment of faith by an adult child and their real anxiety over their eternal salvation. It can be a bad marriage and one spouse just really suffering. It can be, you know, depression or an emotional challenge. It can be a physical ailment, you know, so, and the list goes on, right? So uh, in that second part of the manual, we try to give a wide diversity of the spiritual resources for all the different um, possible ways that we can suffer in, the, in our fallen world. And and that's what we need. We need those resources um, especially in an age of too much information, of course, we have all these different modes and of online information. It can become overwhelming, and so that's why a great book like the one you've written in Manual for Suffering is a great resource when we know what we're looking for, how we're being affected. We can reach for that manual, and we can grow in our understanding of what God has revealed, how has He guided us, what does the Church teach what does the church offer to a world that, uh, in many ways, has gotten it wrong in human suffering? We see this in response to the pandemic experience, and particularly as we see, um, really, the real pandemic of opioid addiction, um, you know, really bad modalities and in, in, in understanding human suffering, um, particularly in the medical establishment, which does a lot of great work and, of course, want to honor all our our doctors and nurses who work to alleviate human suffering and palliative care and all these great things, while at the same time, you can never reduce the mystery of suffering in relationship with God. And your book, Manual for Suffering, Father Kirby, is a tremendous offering in an age where we need clarity in this subject and we need help. So, Father Kirby, where can people get this book? Um, Perhaps they can think about it for themselves or they may have a loved one who is experiencing a chronic illness, um, and they, they need some help and understanding um, so that way they can you know be freed from this despair that may, they may be tempted to. Where can someone get this book? Yes, yeah, so they can go to the uh, publisher on Tan Books, or it's also available on Amazon, or if there's a local Catholic bookstore, they can order it from there. Uh, also, my website, frkirby.com, uh, they can find a link uh, to the book from there as well. So, and uh, I want to really encourage um, listeners that they're able to get a copy of the book because this theology of redemptive suffering, uh, I really pray we retrieve this back to the regular life, the day-to-day life of the Christian faithful. It It is so necessary. Um, and Father Kirby, I want to give you an opportunity. We have a couple minutes here. Is there a part of the book that you most enjoyed writing? Or if you had, let's say you're on a plane with someone and you sit next to them, and they, you have your book uh, in your book bag there, and they say, well, I recently just completed a book. They would say, "What? I want to read a chapter right now. What chapter would you want me to read? Where would you would direct that person? Yeah, so I would say it's a, that's a great question. Honestly, it's a hard one to answer. Uh, I have an answer, but I will say that this entire manual was um, 
a delight to compose and to bring together and to write because that theology of redemptive suffering and all those spiritual resources, uh, just to be able to see it all come together in one resource, uh, one one manual for, for the faithful, I was very excited about that. But the part that I, I would point to if I had just those few minutes on a plane and so on is the fact that of all the ways in which God could have redeemed us, He chose the path of suffering. Mm. That He chose suffering because there's no greater teacher, there's no greater purifier, there's no greater opportunity to prove love than to, to suffering. And the way in which God, the all-powerful, ever living, chose to redeem us was through the path of suffering. Mm. And He did that in order to show the credibility of His message and the depth of His love. That's a beautiful, uh, real uh, encouragement for us to, you know, look at the cross and how in our own faith, you know, in all of our parishes, uh, there is a prominent crucifix displayed um, according to the church's own instruction as, there, as Christians have done for, throughout these 2,000 years. My own parish's patronage is Holy Cross Parish, and so our parish is laden with uh, images of the crucifix. We have a prominent and beautiful uh, carved crucifix outside the front of the church of the facade, and then in the interior of the church, a beautiful uh, crucifix prominently featuring Christ dying on the cross. And so the very fact that this instrument of torture, this, this instrument of capital punishment, has become the very focus, the very, very center of the redemptive experience for human human life. And so, Father, your book, Manual for Suffering, available from Tan Publishers, is a wonderful, wonderful contribution and to lead people back into understanding the mystery of that redemption. Father Kirby, thank you for being with us this morning on Real Presence Live. I appreciate it, Father. Take care. God bless you. God bless you. And I'm so grateful for Father Kirby. Again, if you want to get a copy of his book, you can get it on tanbooks.com. Coming up next, The Ordinary of the Bishop of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, Bishop Donald DeGroote, is going to be here with us. That's coming up next right here on Real Presence Live. <music> 